Welcome, everyone, to That Kind of Nerds Podcast, a weekly show that tells you what is going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Mellon, joined by Brian Thornton and Josh Burns. Oh, you did that on purpose. That's a, that's not right. Flip it. You got to do it again. <laughs> joined by Josh Burns and Brian Thornton. There we go. I feel much better. Will about your agent that. get on me for putting the billing in the wrong order? Is that how that works? I, I it felt weird. We tried it. I, I I don't like it. Well then, moving on. Okay. Uh, so uh, we have a lot to talk about this week. We are going to be talking about Jessica Jones season two. That will be at the end of the show. So if you haven't watched the show, you can actually listen to the rest of this. So uh, I want to start off with what I love to do during the week is go around the internet, find the weird, find the obscure, and then of course ask for a tech perspective. So this week was apparently like this is a confused tech perspective because this is normally much later. It is. Uh, so uh, this week apparently was the time that everyone was just like, hey, remember when AR was just like the hottest thing? Well, it's 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 coming back in a big way. Uh, so this is a slightly old story, but we, we definitely want to bring it up. Jurassic Park is is awesome. You guys have talked about how influential it was in your life. Drive through in the rain and just how big of an impact it meant. And we all loved Pokemon Go when it came out. And now Jurassic World Alive is Pokemon Go, but with dinosaurs. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the screenshots of this, but I mean, literally, it looks like they skinned Pokemon Go and just put dinosaurs there. I am on board with this for if if with one caveat. OK, can I catch a shirtless Ian Malcolm? Uh, um, I, I don't know, but a uh, life um, finds a way. <laughs> it breaks through. <laughs> Other than that, no, this is dumb. Yeah, they haven't said this is really the first time we've ever we've allowed you to take dinosaurs off the island and out of the storytelling world and into the real world. No, you didn't, because dinosaurs aren't real. So like uh, Pokemon aren't real either. Yeah, Calm yeah, yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. But like Pokemon was not just like, we're not gonna let it be in the Pokemon world anymore. It's gonna be in your world. Like, no. Now Pokemon are, are there. Go get them. Like, go do, go do your thing. Shut up the money, please. Yeah. Go catch dinosaurs. Because that's that's how it happens in Jurassic Park. But when we talk... Right. That's exactly. how it happens. That's exactly how it happens. No, you don't Jurassic go Park, catch you know, dinosaurs. You know what? Do you catch the mosquitoes that then create the dinosaurs? Is that what this game is? Uh, no, but I'm also very curious as to... I'm like, very confused by this concept. Do you do you catch them with like some special net? Like... Do you if it's oh, raining? If it's raining, are T Rexes just net? everywhere? Like you what is the throw rule? a pokeball at them? <laughs> Do you lure them out with a goat, uh, <laughs> a cow, or a lawyer? All three work. Oh, okay. Here, here's my here's my my honest question though. I mean, the fad of taking a walk to get to a checkpoint to earn you know supplies and then going to a certain destination to catch an AR beam. Like, does anyone want that anymore? I mean, we I was pretty skeptical of. Ghostbusters doing the exact same thing and now Jurassic Park like does anyone want this only if after six months the dinosaurs break loose and threaten to release a virus on my phone <laughs> and I, I I need to you know do special activities to stop it if I don't walk a mile then my phone shuts down that that's would a, be interesting that's like ransomware <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying it's wrong. a thought a thought so uh listen this I, makes no sense no one wants it yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna have to say hard pass on this game so <clears throat> it was good, good try at jurassic world alive this would have been great like a year and a half ago it's, it's not great anymore all right but uh the second bit of ar news came in with street fighter 2 uh someone turned street fighter 2 into a well basically an ar proof of concept game where you just kind of lay it out on a on an area on a table uh, you have another person playing with you. You hold up your phone, and you've got Street Fighter 2 right there in front of you. This is actually pretty impressive, considering it's not a, a real Capcom you know, property or a release of game. It, it looks pretty cool. What did you guys think of the video? I'd never, I'd never be able to play Street Fighter without an actual controller. Yeah, I need to feel that button just yep. click. Yeah, it's got it. Yeah, it does I, not work on a touch screen. I'm, especially when you're rocking back and forth. Like if If you're trying to execute any of their special moves... There's no way you can do that without a tactile surface. Right. If you can do it with like that clip-on controller that clips onto the phone, yeah. I'd be down for that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Like it'd be really cool to watch it happen against another player. Two separate. Like you're not on a TV, obviously, but right. It's still more interactive than it would be on a television. 
Yeah, that that was kind of my feeling was you need to put a, some kind of controller on it. So, Brian, I know exactly what you're talking about. There's a little cradle, right, that it's got the, the pad and then it has a little arm and it, it holds your cell phone. And then, Josh, I was kind of thinking the same thing. You, I would love I would rather watch this than, than play it. Just, you know, if someone is playing. Well, you can't. I mean, it's not you do realize, CJ, that it doesn't happen out. And it's only on the phone screen. Right. Yes, it doesn't actually project. Right, it's not projecting. Oh, I so get that. you're not going to be able to. So watch I'm saying it. you and Brian are playing Street Fighter. You're right? going to watch me and Brian watching our phones. No, is no, what no, you're no, saying. No, 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 no. no. So no what exactly like are you watching? So here's my thought. Are you are you standing over my shoulder? Because no. fuck off. No, Don't yeah, breathe on me. No, no, no. Here's 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 my thought. You two you are. You gotta stay away from my personal space while not, I'm playing. Not, okay. Oh, I get it. So we, but then you eat the cracker. So I said to her, no, so my thought is this. You two are playing just Street Fighter on your phone with a, with a controller, right? There it is. You're playing a game, right, on your phone with the controller. And I'm like, hey, I want to watch Brian and, and Josh uh, play Street Fighter and watch Brian lose miserably to Josh. Uh, no, but- no, 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 no. We established that if I were going to lose at all, it would be Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I agree with that. It okay. would be I will so let's, so let's I, I do not reign supreme. So I want to I with- see I want to see that fight. So uh, I just don't want to stare at, you know, just like down here and look at a table. I'd rather just kind of put it into the world so I could take the game that you are playing and kind of do it in AR and move around and like get different angles and stuff. I, that's how I'm. Saying let's take this to the next step, and and it'd be a way for a third. So you party. want to be able to spectate with your phone? Yes, our fight. Yes, that's dumb because I just see you walking in the middle of my fight, and then no, I'm gonna have to slap no, you. But, but it's not going to interfere with what you're doing. You just, no, I would still want to slap you. You throw up. Here, well, you just want to slap me regardless, and you're going 50, to soon. So don't worry. Fifty dollars. Fifty dollars to do that. Fifty dollars is the price of admission to our fight. There you go. That's just that's just crazy talk at that point. Right. It, 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 it'll be a good show. I guarantee that. I just so, dissuaded you and therefore <laughs> ended the conversation. Is there any game that you would want to see since we have two games that are in AR and they're kind of like, this is not this is not what we want. What is the game that belongs in AR? What is the concept that belongs in AR that's clearly not these two concepts? Resident Evil. Um, yeah. I, I Call of Duty. The problem is that just, you know, people would die. Like, <laughs> actually die hiding yeah. or or climbing up to snipe somebody you know what i mean like i just i, I i'm know. thinking like resident evil but it's like just like like a survivor mode like you could stand in like stand in a park or something where like an event is happening and have waves of zombies and just tap and move and shoot yeah tap, so well, or like even in your apartment now your apartment now is the level of of resident evil and it's 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 a zombie yeah, horror. So, something like that like i i, I don't think PvP is a smart idea in a- a- I, AR. I agree. I think AR is a more one-on-one. Pokemon just- is completely different because you'd be like, hey, do you accept the... Yeah, sure, you know, that type of thing. But, like, uh, I don't know about fighting games or shooting games. That would be troublesome. Josh, what about you? Uh, look, I don't have much use for AR. FIFA. I, I, like, I think it's cool, but... I mean, <laughs> what if Madden was in AR? How? Like, how are you going to do that? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know enough about football. Figure it out, you're, Josh. You're the quarterback, right? You're ARing your your whole team, and then you, you throw the ball like you would a pokeball to to, to get. That's to not the guy that's not from. Madden. That's not Madden. I'm, I don't want any part of that. No, no, I don't. I don't really have much use for it. It's like it's cool in applications like Pokemon, and if they do this uh, Jurassic World Alive thing well, then that'll be cool too. I don't know what you're going to throw at them to catch them, but whatever. Seems fine. First person. That's it. First person perspective of Pac-Man. You have to walk around and collect the dots and run away from ghosts. I'd be worried about tripping over shit. <laughs> like, I'd be worried about running in the middle of a street, running away from a ghost. And you're doing it like, like, like don't do it outside. Just stop doing it outside. Do the it whole point of you this how, is to get outside. No, the whole point is just to have your. your you can only walk so experience. far in a palatial estate. I mean, eventually you hit a wall That's and you true. trip over some nice like Ming vase, you know, some. <laughs> Or Some crazy shit like or you have those like uh, Oriental rug runners that oh. are in every hallway on the hardwood. Ugh. Right. And like as you go to step on one, the butler like like jogs in front of you and skids and then you're up, you know, in the air. Got a Breaking Bad situation going on. And you have your whole like you've screwed up your whole Pac-Man game. You know what? For that reason alone, I'm now terrified of AR. There you Thanks. Go. Now I'm terrified. There you go. Now, Josh, as you a- should be, sir. 
So the, the next topic I have on the show notes here was submitted by one of you, and apparently you're fighting over the ownership of this, which is 25 things that happened 20 years ago that will make you feel agent. You both seem to have kind of a, a an opinion about this article, so tell me what the heck I'm seeing here. What's going on? Things that make you feel ancient. Wow. CJ, how, CJ, how a, old are you? That's a wonderful... Uh, I'm going to be turning 30 in May. Okay. So you remember when some of this stuff happened. Yeah, I do. I do. Josh I'm, most certainly remembers when all of this stuff happened. Yep. And I remember probably about 60% of it, and I feel old after reading this article. That's all I have to say. So, Brian, what, what were some of the highlights? What were some of the things that you actually vividly remember? You're like, that was 20 years ago? Really? Google was founded. I, I, I remember the days before Google using AltaVista and, and Dogpile and stuff. Yeah, Yahoo. Yeah, Yahoo. Ask Jeeves. I was asking Jeeves all sorts of stuff, and then Google came out. Um, Titanic dominating the year of 1997 and winning all sorts of academy awards i i, I certainly remember when titanic was was all first rage. first date with laura was it really titanic. of course it was of course it was it was That's, it was like it was march I'm so sorry was, you didn't see a better movie i know Aww. it was <laughs> it was early 1998 it was you know that's what she did and she had already seen it a couple times and I got like shushed or booed twice because <laughs> I laughed. I laughed at inappropriate moments. That sounds. I mean, that sounds right. I remember. I remember the Bill Clinton impeachment trial. Yeah, um, I remember it. No, I don't. Not vividly, but I remember it happening. I remember it happening. This is something I don't remember, Josh. You probably remember this more than I do. the The first Apple iMac being released. Yeah, I mean, I remember seeing them in school, but I, I they I didn't were like remember. they they were like. Like some some mythical alien technology that I had no idea how they worked, so I just never touched one. See, for me, I didn't realize that they were in all the schools uh, until like the early like two that like the early aughts, like two thousand seven, two thousand six. Because <clears throat> I went to a poor Catholic school who couldn't. Catholic schools this. did not have CJ. We went to the same school. We did. They did uh, not have. I know. I, I had my my freshman year uh, typing class was on a typewriter. Do you? Do, yes, do I you had a typewriter, typewriter ribbon. It was an electronic one, but it was still a fucking typewriter. <laughs> in nineteen <laughs> in nineteen ninety five. Wow, ninety four. Yeah, no, I I went to uh, 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 a <laughs> I went to a high school my freshman year in college uh, to do a show, and we were we were in a, a dressing room that was basically like a storage closet, and there were these all these iMac boxes everywhere, and I was like, oh my god, they like they have them here, they, like had them here, we're getting rid of them because we got the new ones coming in. I'm like, I would have I would have literally given up like my best friend's arm to go ahead and, and to play on on a Mac. So I, I never saw it. The one that was on my list that I vividly remember was uh, the Truman Show coming out and, and hitting theaters. That movie was like all I wanted to talk about besides the Titanic. Yeah, I'm a Titanic nerd. Don't at me. <laughs> well, that and there's something about Mary came out at the same time, too. I never liked that. Oh, I loved that movie. That movie was so good. I don't like movies where people are overly embarrassed. And, and, and I knew the oh, the awkward it. moments in that movie were oh, choice. They were so good. That makes my skin itch. So the, the one thing that I do remember that kind of hit me in the in the uh, nostalgia slash I'm old feels is the last episode of Seinfeld aired in 98. It in sure May, did. May of 98. Yeah. I remember watching that finale and I'm actually rewatching Seinfeld now because of this article, but I did not think it was that long ago. That was a great show too. I don't care who you are. The, the one that's actually that that's really weird on the list is that Frank Sinatra passed away and actually Frank Sinatra died on my birthday. So when I turned ten, Frank Sinatra died. So I I, I feel responsible somehow for for that. Like I'm to blame. Uh, so that's a that's an awkward one for it, me. You are to you are to blame. Yep. But I do feel obligated to to mention that you know Blockbuster was still a thing back then. Clearly, <laughs> everybody was going to Blockbuster to rent movies. I, I went to Blockbuster all the time. It was awesome. Josh, what is your like favorite Blockbuster story? Because I know I have one. Do you have one favorite Blockbuster story at all? But. No, I no. I went to Hollywood Video. Oh, I know. I always had friends that worked at Hollywood and just wipe. They would wipe the late fees. I frequented both establishments. Just FYI, I was an equal opportunity video renter. <laughs> I I bought a a ninety nine cent chicken nugget thing at Wendy's and won block free blockbuster for a year. 
So every week I got to rent a video from Blockbuster for free. Of course, your cheap ass won free Blockbuster <laughs> for a year. <laughs> it was great because like the thing with Blockbuster was going as a family and then you bicker about what movie you actually are going to watch. Be like, I want to watch this one. I want to watch this one. But because it was my coupon, it was under my my stuff. I was like, you know what? We're going to get we're going to get Homer bound again. You shut up. We're going to watch it. <laughs> Homer Bound was a great movie. It was a great movie, but I'm sure a gr- Homer better too. Not so much. I'm sure better movies were being suggested, and I'm like, no, Homer Bound, let's do it. Not happening. <laughs> uh, the one that annoyed me on the list, which Brian, I think you may have gone through the same crap that I did. You were a young kid with glasses, so Harry Potter made its debut in the U.S., which meant that everybody called you Harry Potter. Uh, I actually didn't get that so much in high school. I got that more in college. Oh wow! Because I had rounder rounder frames then, um, but yeah, I didn't hate it. I never read it. I didn't really care. I didn't. I didn't read Harry Potter until I was in high school. They were already six books deep at that point. I and, wasn't and three movies in. Yeah, I wasn't introduced to to Harry Potter until two thousand three. Um, my roommate had a daughter who was like three years old and was in love with the Harry Potter movies, so. I would sit with her and watch these movies, and I thought, these are really fucking cool. Like, how the <laughs> hell am I not involved in this shit? So that, that was, I wasn't, not 98, but long after. And then uh, the last one on the list for me was Furbies. Uh, yeah, I was going to mention that, too. <sighs> Man, Those soulless Furbies. freaking toys. I was working retail at the time, I think. So either that or I was, I was a... No, uh, nah, I was a senior in high school. I, I remember this being a thing. Um, it wasn't uh, like it just seemed very mogwai strange to me. So I, <laughs> I just shunned the whole. Well, much like a mogwai, you couldn't couldn't get Furby wet. Right. I just it, they Bad just news. they just look so creepy. They are. They were and are still creepy. And uh, my uh, my sister had one and like played with it for like a month. And then, like, it would just hide in a closet and randomly go off when nobody was talking to it. The thing is possessed, was possessed. They're all possessed. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> all Furbies all have demons Furbies inside of them. have a piece of demon soul. You remember how everyone was into the craft that one year? Well, apparently when they were holding their seances, they created demon Furbies. I mean, that makes sense if they summoned Furbies from the bowels of hell. That kind of correlates, right? right? A bunch of bunch of people into, you know, witchcraft and next year, hey, you got Furbies. Yeah, makes I makes I do sense. I do have a gripe and I and I have to I was going to let it go, but I can't. Okay. Don't hold it back anymore. I got a real problem with businessinsider.com. Why? <laughs> Okay, that's the website that's giving us this list. Why? What do you have against uh, this website? They pictured a Nokia sixty one hundred series. <laughs> okay, not a. That's not a sixty one twenty. The sixty one twenty didn't come out till like two thousand five, two thousand six, some shit like that. The sixty one hundred series, the one they picture, uh, like a, really didn't hit the states until ninety nine, and b. Uh, wasn't the phone that was selling in 98 because that's a digital phone and 98 was still dual mode. It was the 2160. I know that because I sold it in 98 and I owned one. I have a real problem with now everything else in this list because this is not factual. Everything else is suspect. CJ, you need to go through. Also, MP3 players didn't become a thing. Like they weren't a thing in 98. I mean, no, they were. I had no, I had one. No, you did not. Yes, it had a compact flash disc inside of it. It was made by Sony. It was a piece of crap, and I took it on my eighth grade trip to New York, and it was awesome. I don't even remember seeing an MP3 player until, like, probably 2000. Like, I just don't recall them anywhere in the United States. I, I guess I plead my dad was an engineer, therefore it was like, hey, this is a really cool technology. That, 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 that may have been Oh, yeah, okay. you had the inside track. Early adopter. Okay. I mean, I I guess. I know that they they were around, but, you know, working at an electronics retailer in 1998, we didn't have them. I, you know what, then? Let's, let's throw them under the bus like we did with Pop Theater. Business Insider, I got some issues with this list. Okay, there's a little bit of a difference between Pop Theater and Business Insider. Yeah, I don't, have to, sure I don't have to put poles in a thing and wear it on my face. Really say, sure you want to take this thing on? I mean, No, not at all. I'm just saying I don't agree with these two things specifically. So this is just a Burns gripe, and that'll be that. 
Oh yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a total Josh move for sure. I'm just saying that this is bullshit. Well, that's a that's not a sixty one twenty, and B, it didn't. You know that wasn't the phone that was selling in ninety eight. So they should shut up. Nerd. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Nerd alert. Nerd rage alert. All right. Well, since we're talking uh, nostalgia, I think it's only important that we uh, we bring up some news. Uh, surrounding uh, an institution that we all probably frequented at one point in our lives, and that is Toys R Us. Uh, they are closing all of their U.S. and U.K. stores. Uh, while Toys R Us may be leaving, I am still a Toys R Us kid. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. You know, without getting into, like, all the crazy corporate finance bullshit, yeah. the thing about Toys and I, look, I didn't, I didn't have a Toys R Us growing up. We had KB Toys in the mall. I remember KB Toys. Yeah, that's what we had. I, like, I didn't have a Toys R Us, so it wasn't, this wasn't a thing for me. Um, I I shopped first at Babies R Us um, before Christian was born, and it was super convenient, and I loved it, and that was great. And, like, if you buy a pallet of diapers, they basically give you a pallet of <laughs> yes, diapers yes, for free. Yes, that's exactly how that works. Um. And so we bought pallets like just, you know what, just drop them on the lawn. We'll, we'll carry them in one at a time. It's fine. Um, we bought pallets, right? Um, however, the first time I was ever in a Toys R Us, I believe it or not, was, was probably only like three years ago. Really? And yeah, well, I had no reason to go into a Toys R Us. Uh, all right. Okay. You mean right? besides all of the toys? You know, well, fun see, and childhood. Here, the thing is, no, I mean, even even with young kids. We we always just shopped at you know other places for to- basically Amazon. Right? We we don't really buy the kids toys. Other people buy them toys. So maybe you know they shop at Toys R Us, but we, I I right. never did. I walk into this place and uh, and I'm sort of looking around, and then like somebody customer service picks up the the PA system and starts announcing that there's this little girl in the store and it's her birthday. And it's, you know, she's five today and she gets to be princess for a day and they put like a tiara on her and they tie up a, a, a balloon around her wrist and they give her a certificate and she's the happiest little girl I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> right. So and like everybody, everybody, customers and employees that are in the store, like they they announced her name, you know, as Alyssa or whatever. And everybody's saying, Alyssa, happy birthday. and And, and she's. She's having the best day of her entire life. And I, I'm, I, you know, I'm like, I walk up to customer service. Like, I'm not crying. You're crying. Shut up. <laughs> uh, and, and I say, like, is this something that people have to, is, is this something you guys schedule? And yeah. the lady said, no, just, just sign up for this thing and tell us when your kids' birthdays are. And we'll send you a reminder and you bring them in. You get a coupon for money off the uh, present for them. And we make a big deal. And while I am moved by 33,000 Americans and, and, and folks in the UK being out of work, I am far more sad that that culture is now dead. Like that, mm, yeah. that thing will never happen again for children at retail because no one else does it. Nope. And I've done it for my kids each of the last three years. And it's a it's a big deal. So it's sad, right? Corporate financial bullshit aside, lost jobs, those folks, it's retail. They're going to be okay. But it's the spirit that just died that really kicks me right in the face. Yeah. And I mean, for me, this was like, you know, 90s Nickelodeon culture and, and you know, Toys R Us would be a gift card that you would win. I mean, I I went to Toys R Us card. To Toys You'd R Us get one. the giant books in the yeah. mail. Yeah, oh I remember God, that. We used to. I used to go through that, being like, "Oh my gosh, you the know, big book. trying to figure big out what I wanted." Yeah, the big book. It, it's huge. But we had. I mean, we, all I had was like the Sears catalog. I didn't have yeah. a big book. Well, I mean, for me, it was also like this is where I went to get Pokemon cards. I think I bought my first Game Boy at Toys R Us. I definitely know this is where my parents went and got me Power Rangers Zords. Like I like I know for a fact. That is responsible for some great memories that I've had in my life. But the the other part to it too was, you know, there was I don't remember what the television show was. I, I really I don't recall what it was. But uh if you won, the grand prize was you got to go into a Toys R Us. They gave you a cart and it was 
fill it up with whatever you can, right? And bring shopping it to spree. Yeah, like yeah. a shopping spree. Bring it to the front of the store. You have like 90 seconds to, to make it all happen or like a couple minutes to make it happen. Go. And just, I remember going, I want that someday just to be able to do that. Wasn't that like you can't do that on television or one I, of those? Like, I, I really don't. It's been in other things too. But it was, yeah, all right. I thought it was like a Nickelodeon game show thing. It probably was. I, I, I don't remember. Again, I don't remember what show it was. But just remembering how cool that was. But yeah, Toys R Us was a place that uh, definitely went to as a kid. I know I shot for my niece when she was younger for for things on like Black Friday. We had a line inside Toys R Us. But unfortunately, the reality of it is it's, you know, I, we, we stopped going. Uh, just it, it became convenient to, to get things elsewhere. And and hearing the news, everyone went, oh, how sad. It was like, yeah, well, where were you the last, like, nine years? Yeah, it's you know what? Like, I mean, it's the but same you're t- thing. It's you, the same got, thing. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Josh. They got priced out by by Amazon. Yeah. And, and and frankly, by, I mean, can you can you think in the towns you've lived in of a single Toys R Us that was in a convenient location? No. No, no, right? But so, like, it's not this. This is this is a billion factors, and 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 again, I, I was trying to ignore this, but it all comes down to mismanagement. That doesn't yeah. matter. What matters is that, like, where where will the next generation get that experience that you had that that I had for my kids? Where are they going to get it? Because you can't get it at Target, you can't get it at Walmart, you can't get it via a computer. This nope. is the same thing that happened when Blockbuster closed. Is that like anytime anybody hears that I used to work at Blockbuster, the first thing they always says, "Man, I miss Blockbuster. I really used to enjoy going there." And you're like, going there, just walking around and looking at every movie on every shelf. Right. But I worked there for almost a decade, and I saw the decline. Like you know, we can't be super. To Josh's point, it's the culture, and and Blockbuster used to do a lot of that kind of stuff too. Um, but Toys R Us, you know, again, had this huge kind of <clears throat> magic around it sometimes, especially in its heyday in the 90s. Yep. And we stopped going because we opted for convenience via the Targets and the Walmarts. You know, hey, I can get this ottoman plus a toy for my kid at the same spot and Amazon yep. and all this other stuff. Like, we we, we did this. So Ripa. I'm upset, but... I mean, to be honest with you, I used to still go to Toys R Us every once in a while. So, I mean, it, it's it's upsetting. It really is. I, I don't know what the point I was making there, but there you, there you go. <laughs> well, I mean, what, what, well, was you Us, what was your Toys R Us memory, though, Brian? When when you really think about the nostalgia and the culture and the stuff that was really great, just like you said, the heyday was the 90s. So for you, what was, what was your Toys R Us moment that made you a Toys R Us kid? I mean, we used to go in there... Not regularly, but you know, every once in a while, my parents would take special me occasion. And, yeah, yeah, my parents would take me and my my siblings there, and we were allowed to pick one toy. And I'm going to tell this story. It's going to make my brother seem like a dick, um, <laughs> because every time we would go in there, because I was so indecisive when when I was a, a youngling, I, I was so indecisive about everything. Um, I never knew what I wanted, so my brother would take this opportunity to pick out two toys. And convinced me that I wanted the one that he also wanted. So, I mean, I, I just remember going in there on special occasions. I didn't go in there every week like I used to with Blockbuster, but I, I, I went in there, and every time we went in there, it was it was a big deal, and it was it was fun, and you got to they they used to have these just huge aisles of just this because back in the nineties, <coughs> we're talking. The X-Men toys were were a huge thing. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, um, old Spider-Man and, and just regular Marvel toys. Like, that's where I lived. And, like, we would go up and down that aisle trying to figure out between the thousands of options what toy, one toy we were going to pick. It was, it was fun. That's, I mean, that's my memories, I guess. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's the time of the show where we take a look at the world of comics. See how it's affecting TV, see how it's affecting movies, but most of all, how it's affecting Brian. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Cape Talk. Cape Talk! So this is going to sound weird when I say it, but trust me, it's 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 just beautiful, and I highly recommend you watch it. Tommy Wiseau, ladies and gentlemen, the, the creator of The Room, <laughs> made a wonderful audition tape as to why he should be the Joker and I'm not going to lie, I, I was kind of fascinated by this. Uh, I, I'm curious to see what you guys said when you when you watched the video. Brian, specifically looking at you, because I, I can hear your eyes rolling from over here. 
it, it was fascinatingly bad. It's Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> I, I I expected to be terrible. It was it was funny and it was not what I would ever want to see in a Joker. But it, hey, it's a cool YouTube nerdist sketch. Whatever the heck it was for, I'm good with it. Like, but yeah, man, it, this was. This for, is bad. For me, there's there's nuggets in there, right? There's little things that Tommy Wiseau does that are like, you know, if someone like took just a little piece of that and like made it like randomly laughing, just not like Tommy Wiseau though, like ah, oh, that's not that. No, we don't need that. But just like what a story, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're Cal Gordon. <laughs> um, so I, I just I thought it was I thought you could steal little things to make a good performance out of it. What about you, Josh? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> just no value out of it whatsoever. I mean, this dude's fucking weird. Yes, he is. Um, that's the appeal of him. That's no, no. There's no. There's no appeal. Yes, there is. No, there's not. There's no appeal. Like he's he's just he's a weird dude. He's so weird. <laughs> they made a movie about him making a movie that failed. Yeah, but the movie that's but the movie really didn't fail. You really look at it. The movie's made no, a lot of money. Uh, cult classic. Uh, that made a lot of money in relation to what it cost to make does not make it a success. I, I, I cite, I cite clerks, which is a huge cult classic right. that most people have no idea what it is. Right. So it's the same fucking thing, except this dude isn't half as entertaining as Jason Muse. So I don't have any use for this. Like I'd rather see Jason Muse. <laughs> pretending to be this guy, pretending to be the Joker. Just a dude. I really would rather see the Joker in the room. Oh, that would be more entertaining for me. Want to know how I got these flowers? <laughs> <laughs> Why are there spoons in every frame? I, I really doggy. not bad, CJ. <laughs> really not bad. Uh, all right. I thought it was interesting and, and worth a watch. If you like the room and you like Tommy Wiseau, I think you'll just like Brian said. You'll you'll nobody find nobody likes it. that dude. Nobody likes. No, that. that's not true at all. His you'll, mother doesn't like him. Nobody <laughs> likes him. You'll find. I'm not even sure if he has a mother. You'll find humor in it. Uh, but yeah, just like I said, it's not a real like. No, you actually don't want Tommy Wiseau as the Joker. Don't anyone think that's what's actually happened that's actually what cj wants everybody yeah that's exactly what i want i want tommy wiseau as the joker and and not walking phoenix or uh, uh it's all part of his mk ultra plan it's all part of the plan <laughs> right all right uh the next bit of news i thought was awesome nicholas cage is finally gonna play superman you know kind of uh he is going to be the voice of superman in the new teen titans go movie Titans go to the moon. Oh, let's talk about something I hate some more. Yay! Sign me up. Sign me up for Nick Cage. Question. Answer. Go for it. Will he be stealing the Declaration of Independence? <laughs> I hope so. He might. He may. Will anybody's face come Listen, off? Listen, I, I actually think because of Teen Titans Go that no none of his former movie craziness is off limits. He may raise Arizona. <laughs> We're not sure. Can Superman eat a peach for hours? He, I don't know. But you know I guarantee you that line is in this movie. Teen Titans Go <laughs> also has a whole bit about bees, so maybe he'll be yelling, not the bees, not the bees. I, I'm, That's a Wicker Man I reference. I don't think he'll be I don't think he'll be scratching at the door. I was going to say, maybe Brainiac would be scratching at the it's door. Scratching at the door. So we're just making Nick Cage references. But uh, but honestly, though, I mean, Nick Cage just wanted to play Superman forever. I mean, he named his son Kal-El. Uh, like, are, are we at least a little happy for Nick Cage? Or are we just no. going, all right, this is a publicity stunt. And we're just going to let it, this happen. Who needs to be happy for Nick Cage? The guy is a successful movie actor. Is he, though? The, yeah, yeah, depending on how you determine success. He has more money than all of us combined. <laughs> well, but so well, that, I, that but, and he's he's got he? like what? He's got like what? A hundred how many how many hundreds of movies has he been in? I'm I, I'm putting the over under at 152 and a half. I I I, I and a half. <laughs> True. Hang on, now I, I've got I've got to check. But this. he also has like a massive amount of debt. He was like almost like borderline going to jail, like Wesley Snipes kind oh, of. Oh, kind of but he won an Oscar, so nobody gives a shit. So how many? Like this, this is true. So how oh, many movies? Man, how many that's movies bad. is IMDb 90, credited? Look, I was way off. Ninety actor. Ninety two. Ninety two. However, 
good enough at this point that they've greenlit the Croods 2. Oh, God, no. Yeah. All right. So, hey, stop. Because, you know. The man has six movies that are e- not even completed yet. This guy is always working. It's, kind of, it's, it's like The Rock, but and, only with bad movies. And Emma Stone is rejoining. And Ryan Reynolds is rejoining. That's, and a, the first, that's a contract the, right there. That's someone going, I can't get you out of it. I'm so sorry. The first sorry. Croods movie was was pretty good. It was cute, right? So, and we're going to have Kat Dennings and, and Leslie Mann in this one. Like, and look, Cloris Leachman is still alive. Talking <laughs> about the Croods. <laughs> we completely got off the Titans go. And the I don't even care the, because I'm so, like, I just discovered there's going to be a Croods too, and I'm super happy about it. All right. Brian, fine. I know this movie already angers you. So, they've cast Nick Cage as Superman. So, who, who do they get to play as another character that will just finally make you just throw something at this at the screen? You're gonna no. He should be happy about Nick Cage, right? I don't care either way. You're it's gonna Nick see Cage. This. You're gonna see this. You're gonna no, see. I'm this not movie. gonna see. Yes, this. you are. Mm, no, I, I have I, my friend. I have two secret weapons at my disposal that would pretty much guarantee <laughs> you're gonna see this movie. That is not fair. Youth that burns children against fair him. Fair or not, if I tell Christian, you're not. You're not gonna see this movie. Oh, see, Josh, you just played this wrong because he could have had a slap it right there. And no, I don't. I don't. I don't need to slap it. I don't look. I will straight murder both of you if I slapped you. <laughs> it, I, I'd be up on a murder brief quick. So no, but I got to tell you, the kids are going to be super excited, and I do think if you watch this movie, you're going to think it's fun. Yeah, we'll see about that. There's too many fart jokes in the trailer already. Well, the movie drops July 27th, so we'll see if Brian sees this or not. I'm excited for Nick Cage. Just feel good. The man gets to check something off his bucket list. Feel good for it. Yeah, because ruining Ghost Rider wasn't enough. <laughs> Let's he's, have him in another superhero he's franchise. At the tower. Why? Why? It was an acting choice, CJ. Oh God! Listen, when it Nick Cage, off. When Nick Cage goes for it, he swings for the fences, man. He he swings hard and loose. Uh, all right, are you ready? I'm gonna I'm gonna have, I have to stretch a little bit for this one. So hope everybody's ready. Uh, going from one cage to another, Luke Cage season two wow. gets a premiere date and a trailer. Wow. That was a terrible Come on, segue. I earned a segue award for that. That was like a teaser at best. <clears throat> it it was just Luke Cage screaming oh, at the camera. Wait, wait. It, it actually uh was was labeled a teaser and CJ again can't read. I was oh, reading the article that from Variety and it says trailer. You oh, were says, very, very concerned says, with going cage to cage. It says teaser trailer. <laughs> it says teaser trailer. In your notes and in the article. Hold on, no, no, no. We can't gloss over what Burns just said. Going cage to cage. Oh, man. We, are we, glossed, we didn't gloss over it. I heard oh, it. It's so good. All right. I'm sorry. I apologize for, for that disruption. So, uh, September... Of 2016, we're getting Luke Cage uh, season season two. Great, I mean, as long as the season isn't him screaming at a camera saying "Come get me," I don't care. Uh, we all love because the... that's all that trailer was. Okay, it's like, yo, I'm Luke Cage. Come get me. It okay? wasn't. It wasn't good. The teaser. No, it wasn't. So give me no. a real trailer, and yeah. I'll be excited. Yeah, and in if for the love of God, give me some of the. Harlem backdrop. Give me some music. Give me something. Give me something to get excited about. That's definitely the thing with Luke Cage that we all loved. Was Are the we music seriously wasn't. going to spend any more time on this trailer when a much more important trailer dropped this morning? Well, for fuck's sake! That's the last one we were. Gonna, we're just about to get. We're just about I'm to just get saying, there. We're I'm ju- just saying. I'm done with this trailer. And then the final bit of news today was today Friday when we are recording. So this is old news already. To you. The trailer for Avengers Infinity War dropped. Uh, the final trailer. I am in a trailer blackout, and I didn't watch it, so you two may discuss. You're an idiot. I'm already sold. Yeah. Don't sell me anymore. I don't want anything spoiled. I'm already it's sold. It's not about being sold. I, Nothing I got spoiled in this trailer listen, either. Listen, I just I don't need it. I don't need it. I'm already there. I, I got the tickets. Like, All right. I don't need All right. trailer. Do, All do right. your thing. I got I got my tickets as well. I'm sure Brian does uh, have his as well. I I think for me introducing the trailer from Gamora's point of view was a big deal. Oh yeah, totally. And Her having the voiceover through the first half of that trailer was so personal so and so awesome. And 
did something unexpected, which was really set up Guardians to to be a huge piece of this, and then and then reinforced by Chris Pratt and his ridiculousness, right? Right. But then bookended by that scene where Gamora is holding her father's hand. Yeah, well, as and, as a child, and it's a memory. No, no, it's not. That's her. That's how freaking huge Thanos is. I felt like she was a tiny little thing. Like, no, I felt like I felt like she had little legs. Mm, I, I, I no, thought that was a memory. Think about it this way: when you in the next scene, when you see no, him I go get for it. Captain it's, America. It, he's about so the here's same the thing: size. what you're saying that the the specific scene you're talking about, and I can't believe we're nerding out over this trailer like this. But the I, specific I scene you're talking about was sort of the end of Gamora's monologue where she talks about how he found her. And that's why I think it's a flashback because it's, I, I just, I, she looked like she okay. had tiny legs and, and, and I got to tell you, Zoe Saldana has legs that go all the way to the floor. I'm just thinking that scene is meant to show just how the scale of Thanos and how massive this guy and, is. And that might be the case. I just felt more like it, it was a nostalgia thing. And she was, she's still like, there's still a connection no matter how, like he, he was really more cruel to Nebula. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's probably still some affinity there. And I don't know, like this movie, the scale of it seems so ridiculous. And I, I, I bought my tickets immediately. Like I, I, I texted Laura, like, Hey, Friday, this day, like what's she's like, Oh, I'm going to be at, at, at the, at the wedding rehearsal. And I'm like, I'm fucking taking Christian. Then you're going to miss out. I don't give a shit. You can <laughs> figure that shit out for yourself. I'm not missing it. I'm seeing it before the podcast that night. So, mm -hmm. It's like the it's a major event. It's one of those things you plan for. It's a big deal. This trailer's fantastic. It's Marvel. It's a Marvel masterpiece. But Gamora was the highlight. Everything was the highlight for me. But I will I will say this. Yeah, Gamora. Gamora was used so well in that trailer. Um, the Guardians in general were used very well. I mean, you have Tony's kind of middle Chris, monologue Chris in there. Pratt. But, yeah, yeah. I, I like your plan, but it, it sucks. <laughs> So what you should do is let me do it. And that like that was the end of the sentence. Yeah. That's that's Star Lord. Fucking great. So great. And you got got Groot is a bit bigger. Yeah, he's teenage Groot. Um, I loved all the scenes with Spider Man just because I'm a I'm a but that last scene of him I don't are know we, what are he's using. Huh? Are we using fake names? We're using our fake names? Uh, yeah. Yeah, him and Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah. Being like, oh hey, I'm Peter, Doctor Strange. Oh, we're using our code names? Well then I'm I'm Spider Man. Right. And, and, and him going like okay and that <laughs> last scene of him like swinging through whatever rubble debris he's trying to navigate through oh my gosh i don't think i got any work done today because of this trailer which is oh upsetting i've, I've been at full attention since noon it's oh my gosh this yes th this this is 10 years in the making this is an event this is Something you plan for. This is something that I really wish because AMC is doing a 31-hour marathon of all the Marvel movies. And I want to go just because I'm so excited for this movie. When is this? I can score us some meth. Let's do that. <laughs> um, the 31 marathon? I don't know. I, I have, I'm assuming the days leading up. They're like two days leading up to Avengers. Or Adderall. Either way. I'd have to look into it. I wasn't planning on going because I don't know if I can just... Cut out 31 hours out of my out of my week. But this this movie is going to be the grandest of scales, the biggest, the biggest blockbuster. If this doesn't break all the records, I don't know what will. It's going to be amazing. Uh, well, OK. I mean, I think you're getting a little optimistic. I don't oh, think it breaks. I don't think I am. I don't think what when you say all the records, you're talking box office records, right? Yeah box office no i don't think it does i don't think i don't what the the current stakeholder or the current uh title holder is avatar titanic avatar yeah it's not gonna do that mm. it's not gonna do that it's not i, I, look, I, th I, I love it i love it i love you i'm not dismissing any of that i'm saying you true believer have uh rose colored glasses like this is not the a, first Avengers is the number three grossing movie of all time. It's not. You don't Brian, think this tops that? 
I I don't think it reaches Titanic and Avatar numbers. No, I don't. I do think it's amazing. Even with right, the recent that, success of Black Panther, though, and, and it doesn't. In that it does. I even riding on those coattails. I, I mean, those those other two movies were freakish, and they appealed to a whole subset of folks that aren't going to go see an Avengers movie. I know guys my age that have never seen an Avengers movie. Oh, speaking of which, there was a guy. You at- mean you mean heathens? Yeah, I mean the fucking assholes. I mean friends of mine, but you know dicks. <laughs> you know, at least one of them listens to this podcast, Dick. So who just has never seen an Avengers movie? Well, how do you live on the same on that vein? And thank you for for bringing that up. I almost forgot about this. Uh, a friend of mine at work, his name is Jacob. Uh, he came to me and he said, oh, "Hey, just calling people out." No, no, hey, I, I said, I, I said, I would name drop him. That's he, an alias. He, He's actually behind a screen in a dark room. <laughs> he, he wants our with help. A voice scrambler. So he wants our help. He says, "Hey, man, I uh, I just saw Black Panther yesterday." I was like, oh, great. How was it? He goes, it was awesome. Uh, it was my first Marvel movie. It was, it was very exciting. What? I was like, how How did you? Because the only other guy that I know at work who hasn't seen any Marvel movies was literally out of the country when the Iron Man and all that stuff landed. Like, he wasn't in America. Here, here's the thing. What's his name? Jacob? Jacob. Be nice. Jacob. I, have to, I work with the guy. And I will be. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be nice. Right now, here's me being nice. Jacob, I need you to search Marvel movies in sequential order but uh mceu movies in chronological order so i can list them off so cr- 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 no don't list them off we're not doing that he, but because he, he can do his own fucking homework here's the question he, he wanted <laughs> but but uh, uh, no questions yet i'm not done speaking i i captain jacob you find them in chronological order and you watch them in that order Okay. You have to watch them in that order, and you don't omit anything. No matter how hard I railed against Ant-Man, it's valid, right? It's not a bad movie. I just think it's shitty, <laughs> so, but it has its place. What is Jacob's question? His question was what you were just getting on, so I want to hear Brian's thing. Well, why do we even need to ask? You don't need to ask it that. I just said okay. it. All right, so Jacob, that should answer the, your question though. Of uh, where do you start? Just, just, just do it, Josh. Said. Just make that happen. Start to finish is where you start. Jacob, there's a problem. Fix it. There's three steps to it. <laughs> Step one, fix. Step two, it. Step three, fix it. So wake up in the morning, read the newspaper, and it should say it's fixed. It's fixed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time where we are now going to talk about Jessica Jones season two on Netflix. So if you haven't seen the show, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. And uh, if for those of you who have, I am very, uh, very excited to, to be talking about this and very curious to hear what you guys have thought of it. So this is your time to tune out. And uh, here we go. So Jessica Jones season two, uh, very different than season one of said show. But in a way that I, uh, while I had problems with it, I still enjoyed it uh, as a show. So I'm very curious to hear your general thoughts on just what you thought as this season, uh, you know, at large. Brian? General thoughts? General thoughts first. General thoughts? Um, Not as good as the first season, but I still enjoyed it. It's literally better than Iron Fist. (laughs) That's That's a very low bar to clear. Also better than Defenders. Also a low bar to clear. Uh, Brian? uh, Wow. Uh, Josh, what about you? I liked it better than season one until David Tennant showed up. And oh, really? That was my favorite freaking episode. Oh, that was nope, nope. That was a little jumpy the shark for me too. Uh, mm. I was I, at that point. I went, oh, uh, apparently this character has zero growth, despite everything we've seen. They've just said, you know what? We feel like this is getting boring. Let's introduce someone more interesting than Kristen Ritter. Yeah. Here's David Tennant, everyone. So that was my major complaint. And my wife's major complaint was there really wasn't a a, a villain or a force or a, a something externally that you could see that was, you know, driving her that, that she was fighting against. Uh, it was a lot of internal. It was a lot of internal conflict, which is fine. It's just it doesn't really need to be. This this show is it, she's it's a, it's a PI no, show. No, no, no. It's a I, film noir. I'm with, I'm with Brian here. Uh, the the villain was her tie to her mother. Like yes, ha- having the choice to sever that tie is the villain. And 
she never really made that choice anyway. Right. And, and I felt that that was cheapened, though, just like you say, when Kilgrave got it, brought in. It was. And it that was, was my cheapened. problem. It was. Yeah. You find like it, it wasn't as strong as it was in season one, but it was it was there. It was a valid concern. Right. But then it just got quickly undercut just by by having David Tennant in there, which I love David Tennant. I love the Kilgrave character. Just like that was not the time to bring him in. You were finally making some progress that way. And you really just kind of undercut your, your whole message. Brian, you were going to say something. Sorry to cut you off. I don't I don't think for a show like this you need some external big bad villain. As much as I loved yeah. Kilgrave in the first season, this is a, a, a it's a mystery. It's a yeah. film noir and, and there's not always a clear villain in those types of stories. She was fighting really an idea. She was fighting not just the idea of, you know, her attachment to her mother and, and the demons that she has to fight still, but you know, she was fighting this corporation that wasn't really even in existence anymore she was just kind of trying to uncover the truth and in the end i found it very interesting that really at the end yeah she had a whole ton of growth but she ruins it all throughout this entire season because of that connection to her mother she has pushed out everybody she that actually gave a damn about her her and trish are not on speaking terms if they're on any terms at all because, I don't know, Trish shot her freaking mom. And her and Malcolm are on the outs. Like, the, the, like it was a very bittersweet season for her. It, it's, it, it was important. It was important to, to, to put her where you need her to be for season three. But I, I enjoyed it overall. I just, I, I liked, I liked the Kilgrave stuff. I liked the kill. I liked Kilgrave in the first season. I liked this episode with Kilgrave. And maybe it's because I'm being some wishful thinking, thinking that he might come back and that him dying was a mental trick that he played on her. And he's like trying to lay low, waiting for her to be susceptible. That's what my wife said. Yes. I'm okay with that if that's the case. And that's what I said. Listen, it's it's a comic (laughs) book. Like no one's really ever dead. So, I mean, like I could totally see him coming back. But uh, I, you know. I didn't I didn't see it like I didn't see it how everyone else saw it. Everyone else saw it as a manifestation of her guilt over killing this guy. I saw it as well maybe this maybe this hmm, maybe this is how well, they bring well, Kilgrave. My back. wife said <laughs> when you know at the end of the at the end of the season, last episode, she's just, you know, taking pictures of people. She's back to being a PI, right? She's just taking pictures of some guy in the street. She's kinda of going over the photos and then goes downstairs to have dinner with the family. But when she's reviewing the photos, my wife goes, Oh my god. She's going to see Kilgrave in the photos like they just brought him back. Like, this is how they're going to show it. He's going to be in the background somewhere. Kilgrave's going to be there. And maybe she doesn't notice him. I'm just like, I, I, this I is one not. of the very few times I'm going to say this, but I like how your wife thinks. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can all my wife much smarter, much better than me. It's it's, it's fine. You're you're OK to, to praise her for that. I didn't I didn't say um, any of that. OK. All right, then don't don't praise or say good job. To I'm her. just saying I liked I liked her train of thought there. I didn't say she yeah. was smarter or better than you. Look, just overall, this thing, there were such wild changes of character. Thanks for saying through, that. Throughout, like, and not just, it wasn't just one. It was like all characters, right? Jessica went from hating her mother to loving her mother to this whole all, all of a sudden remorse and regret and and letting Kilgrave back in and letting that poison her to loving her mother to knowing she has to go away the mother went from like some ridiculous uh i mean super ridiculous frankenstein type killer to oh i'm a mom uh but i'm also a killer but my daughter brings me back which was fucking stupid malcolm Went from the most loyal dude ever to oh, I have my own firm now. Like I thought that was a straight progression, though. I I I just no 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 no. Anybody that loyal wouldn't be disloyal. She I have, but I mean, and then and then then on top of everything, you've got fucking Patsy. Everything everything's wrong. Which her entire arc is shot. It's fucked. This was not a this was not a good show. Um um nope. Not a good. Choice. I disagree with you on the Malcolm part. And, and, and Brian said it partially. She spent the entire this entire season 
pushing him away every single time. So much to the point that even Trish even said to him, you know, you're pushing him away one time. He actually is going to break. He's actually going to leave you. Like, he's actually going to do this if you continue to be so self-destructive and isolated. And it happened. And I, I like, you saw it coming. It was kind of sad. But, like, I like it's justified. If I was Malcolm, I'd do the exact same thing. And, I mean, you want to talk about Patsy and, and, and her, her story arc being screwed up i i don't i don't necessarily think it was i think that was a natural progression for that character the entire first season she's she just wants to be jessica for the these entire two seasons she wants to be able to have the power to do something and she thought news was that that thing for her and then jessica did what she did in season one um which made trish feel completely powerless and then you know, she a little bit of the defenders up, she gets sprinkled in there. She teamed up with a little bit of the defenders, which Trish again, all she can do is just report on it. She's not making any real differences, and she wants to make a difference. It makes sense for her to fall down the the the, the super drug rabbit hole and you know try to get powers. I thought that was a natural progression for that character too. Yeah, and coupled with the fact that this entire season Jessica has spent the entire season pushing everybody away. And just pissing everybody off to the point where, like, Trish is like, if she's not going to do anything, then I'm going to find a way that I can do something because these gifts are wasted on her type of thing. So I thought that that storyline was fine. Um, You know what storyline I thought was completely unneeded and unnecessary? Jerry Hogarth's entire storyline could have been omitted. I would have had three less episodes. And it I actually been much think that was probably the only valid, like, yeah, that's not the, one. the only, but like a really valid storyline because it crosses through all the other shows. So they never reference it. You see Foggy for three seconds. That's all you yeah, need. And, and she mentioned you Rand know, several times. Like, yeah, you know, she's she's got her fingers in all this shit. We need her alive. That that made total sense to me. The whole the whole depression ALS trying to get healed storyline. I, I did not need that. It didn't add to anything. It showed her level of desperation for sure. So now we know she's willing to go even further than she was before. And like, it I, changes her motivations for the future, right? Seeing that maybe everything valid. could have, is, instead of just being complacent now, she really just, she wants to take it to the next level. And we already thought she, we already thought she was at, at operating at a 10. And then seeing that her, everything could be taken away from her in a moment and realizing that her only legacy is the law firm and her name and the work that she does. I mean, it's just going to take it up to, to another level. Um, uh, so I, I agree that it wasn't always the best story to watch, but I think it's an important story for the reason Josh has said it is going to cross into other things. I, I, I am very curious, though, to, to get your opinion. We've talked about it several times, but I, I'm very curious what happened when they did the reveal that this this woman and that weird monster that was Jessica's mom. Like, what did you what did you think when they're like, oh, your mom's here and she's got a different face. And like, you know, she was in the lab when you were a kid getting experimented on. Like, what do you think about that? Yeah, she had the meat face. Yeah. She was the man with the meat face. She was. I was fine with it. I didn't think. I, I mean, I completely believed it. Is that what you're asking me? No, I'm just. I'm just curious about what what you felt about. It. What were your feelings? No, the fact it, that it, was... it made sense. It gave Jessica a more personal connection to the story, besides the fact that these people just experimented on me. Yeah, and that's I agree the, with that. That's the, that's <laughs> that's the whole reason she gets pushed into this investigation even further is because it's her mom. If it were up to Jessica. She would just be like, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to go about my life. Right. And Trish was the only one who was trying to force this and investigate this and go deeper. And that's what made, you know, that's what threw Jessica into this. So I'm completely okay with that. I know a lot of people had an issue with it. I'm completely okay with it. And that's why I brought it up because I agree with you. It it really was the driving force. and I was quite okay with it. But other people had issues. And I I think, you know what I did have issue with besides the Jerry Hogarth storyline there was like no mention of the defenders and what she did in the defenders. I'm okay with that. No, I'm not okay with it because at the end of the defenders, she is like severely affected by Matt's death. And they didn't carry that over into this season. They did. There was way. actually a regression. She like, I expected without pick, explanation, right? I expected to pick her up at the, at the beginning of the season feeling like, 
She no, could have felt you, the same you, way. You picked her up a, like right where she left off season one. There was remember when I was talking about the character development that happened in Defenders, and I'm excited to see it yeah. in Jessica Jones season two. Yes. Yeah. Nope. They didn't. None they of didn't it. Pick that up. None of it. Yep. I, I'm like I. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure I could be more disappointed with this season because. Everything good they did in the Defenders, they ignored and then either overcomplicated or undid by actions in this season. Like, just, she started over. How the fuck did you take away her progression? Netflix? How'd you do that? I mean, I, I think there was a way to still tell this story and still have that progression, but they didn't. They, they didn't. They didn't pick it up where she was at the end of defenders like she there should have been much more talk about matt and how matt inspired her right and you know hell even some interaction with foggy would have been nice right and how like she was kind of wrecked by his sacrifice and defenders and maybe that's why she's kind of in the i don't want to be a hero i met a guy who was awesome at this and he did really good and look what happened to him i don't want to be that like they could have taken that approach to it and it wouldn't have been a regression to the character. It would have still made sense to me. But they didn't, which is a little upsetting. Overall, I enjoyed this season. It, it is most definitely not the worst Netflix show I've seen. Right. But it, it, it could have been better. So, I mean, that opens up the, the, the larger question. It's, you know, since Iron Fist, we've, we've had some... We've had critiques, really, of of the Netflix Marvel properties, and and we've seen them in a fashion that, in my opinion, has been a, a decline. Are we worried about Nicholas? Are we worried about uh, Luke Cage? Are we worried about Daredevil? Their next seasons and and what they're doing to those characters, or do we think that those two properties are are relatively safe? I'm not worried about Daredevil at all. Nope. And here's why: Daredevil as a character has such a a huge amount of years and storylines behind him that you can continue to tell these daredevil stories very well and the showrunners uh, i want to say drew goddard is still the showrunner of that show are fantastic and they get that character i am a little worried about luke cage because he doesn't have the back catalog that just like jessica the problem with jessica jones is that she does not have the back catalog she does not have the rogues gallery she does not have the stories that we could just keep going to this well and keep adapting these things to television and luke cage is the same thing he doesn't have luke cage works best in the comic books when he's partnered with iron Uh, fist yeah so right how and and that was what was worrying about me that's that's why we're so sad that just that that Kristen Ritter hasn't been contacted yet about Defenders season two. <laughs> but that's what worried me about season one. And granted, they did a great job with season one. I was extremely surprised, but I don't know where you go with a season two. And that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, you have Shades and you have, I can't remember her name, the, the mayors still, you know, doing their thing. But if they do that, then it's just a rehash of season one, and, and that's not going to be good. You know, you bring up an interesting so, point that you know, just like Jones, like you said, doesn't have a pretty big rogues gallery to 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 go into, and they, I mean, they killed off Simpson quick. God was in it for like maybe twenty minutes. Simpson's not even a Jessica Jones character. That's the funny thing. Yeah. He's a Daredevil character. I mean, just he was he was in and out, man. It was that was that was super quick. I was I was actually shocked. That they I did think. That. I think third season of Jessica Jones is going to be Trish Killgrave is probably going to be the villain. You give Trish and Killgrave again. You get them back. No, but I mean, Trish is probably going to be the villain. Yeah. So we'll see. But anyway, so but that's why I'm worried about Luke Cage is because you don't have that. Well, all right. So so uh, looking at Jessica Jones season two, can I give it in a ranking? Let's use five stars as as the metric. Brian, where do you put Jessica Jones season two? Three out of five. And, and here's the barometer. If Daredevil is five stars and Iron Fist is half a star <laughs> and Defenders is one and a half stars, this would be a three. I hope my hmm. scale makes if, sense. It, I, no, I, I like your scale and going off that scale, I would give it a two. No, I thought it was still better than Defenders. All right. So you have, you have Defenders, Defenders at one and a half. I gave Defenders actually, was one was one and a half stars. Is that right? Yes. Correct. 
I give this one and three eighths stars. We're really parceling out the stars here. This is not quite as good as Defenders, <laughs> but it is a show. <laughs> My brain is literally trying to color in three eighths of a star right now. One point <laughs> three seven five. Fucker, that's, color it in. That's just my hamster just fell off the wheel. Just goes. I, I fucking give up, man. I'm gonna eat a carrot. I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> Here's what people do when they know math, CJ. They assign numbers. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is not a one-way conversation. We want to hear from you. What do you think about these topics? What did you think about Jessica Jones Season 2? There are several ways you can tell us. You can find us on Twitter, at that kind of nerd, Facebook, Facebook.com, slash that kind of nerd, or, guys, the coolest way, have your voice on the show. Call 484-373-4119. We will play your voicemail on the show. I want to thank Josh and Brian for talking with me this week. Thank you so much for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work, and we will see you next week. If you love comics and sci-fi and technology, television, video games, and fantasy, well, take a listen to our show. I'm sure you'll see there's many points where we can agree. Like that Martha as a plot point was just too absurd. And Apple versus Android is a case to be heard. And that Josh Trank's new Fantastic Four was a turd. Well, welcome to the club, because you were that kind of nerd. I didn't get an iMac at my Catholic school. I don't know math. It's maybe possibly. I don't like speaking in maybes. He he prefers to deal in absolutes like the Ooh, Sith. Like the Sith. I do prefer to deal in absolutes. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Where the fuck is Jeremy Renner? He's not on the poster, by the way. He, in the trailer. He is Brian, at his home with his kids. He, everyone wants to know, where is Jeremy Renner? I don't have that answer. If I did, I would work for Marvel, and I wouldn't be doing this. Really? You wouldn't do this? You wouldn't even talk to us anymore? You do good for us now? Okay, at what point uh, did uh, 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 I just work do good for, for Marvel that I would have still met you? You just No, I mean, if you worked there now. Like, they just, they just if I worked there you. now, I would totally still, still talk mm-hmm. to you guys, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be allowed mm-hmm. to talk about Marvel stuff. Josh, you had uh, submitted an article into the show notes here, and it is 25 things that happen. Why do you always say Josh does this stuff? I actually put this shit in oh, there. I thought, well, I don't know. I thought Brian did. I thought Josh did. <laughs> oh, I definitely put this in there. I put it in here, too. So then it was in there twice, because I know I put it in there. Or one of you is lying? I don't care how you into it. Give credit to whoever you want, CJ. So a topic that we had this week, too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, righty. Here we go. Are you going to do this entire episode in an Irish accent? I could, yeah. if you like it. it I'm, just, I'm just curious. It'll have to be very stereotypical Irish, not real Irish. Right, you don't want... You'd have to be Lucky no, Charms no, Irish? No, because real Irish is like this, you know, it's very mumbly, kind of, it's not very fun to listen to. <laughs> this is not fun. Here and hey, everybody, welcome to that kind of nerds podcast, now with lots of Lucky Charms. That's more fun. <laughs> that, that's better. We come with Lucky Charms now? We do That's now. exciting. When you're hoping up your podcast app, heart stars and horses just firing at you. It's very dangerous while you drive. Stay the fuck away from our podcast when you're driving. Or walk wow. around the neighborhood. That's fine. 